Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Jody Vance in for Mike Smith. Upbeat music. It's kind of a Debbie Downer of a topic. Nobody likes to think about the inevitability of death. None of us, ever. We never feel like writing up a will. We don't want to look forward to discussing end-of-life planning. And, and very, very few of us, actually, an alarmingly few of us, seem to have the most incredibly important advanced care plan. What is an advanced care plan, you ask? Well, it you know, as long as you have the ability to speak with your physician, you get to say what you want to happen with your care, right? But what if you can't? What if you're in an accident? What if some sort of trauma takes place? No matter your age, this isn't just an elder situation. This is an everybody situation. Putting together an advanced care plan so that your loved ones, your your family or your friends who are your family, your trusted people. Uh, And if it is friends who aren't your family, you need to legally give them the ability to speak on your behalf. Um, These are things that we need to put into place. And those in our healthcare system are trying to get the word out about an advanced care planning guide that is available for free right now. You can get it. So we have Fraser Health Project Coordinator for Advanced Care Planning, Carrie Barenko, joining us on the line. Thank you so much for doing this. Yeah. Hi. Thank you so much for asking. Well, for many of us, we've experienced the, the stress of not knowing the wishes of our loved ones when they are put into a situation where they cannot speak for themselves. You need only learn that lesson once in your life to activate that uncomfortable conversation that that should be had. Um, Let's talk through this guide for those who are a little bit nervous about just the concept of advanced care planning, you know, a, a rather taboo subject for some. Absolutely. Um, I think you have uh, the ministry's uh, guide in front of you, and uh, I do. It's a, yeah, it's a really uh, it's a really good uh, booklet that the Ministry of Health made, and um, it has the different legal forms in there, which is really helpful um, to know that you can fill those out yourself um, as long as they're witnessed properly. Um, and, and Fraser Health actually um, has another guidebook that's a bit of a complementary book to. Uh, the ministry one that really helps people walk through the process because I think it can be a bit daunting and that is why um, you know people don't do it right it's where do you start yeah. how do I do it and and all the reasons that you said um, and we're we're really lucky in Canada we have a national platform for advanced care planning and um, you know several years ago it's probably more than I care to admit but several years ago uh, those of us in Canada involved in advanced care planning got together and asked ourselves the same question, like, how, how do we explain this to Canadians? How do we explain this to our family? Um, what it entails um, and make it so that it's, uh, it's less complicated and, and can be a little bit more clear and succinct. So in uh, that platform of ACP Canada, we created five steps. So we're hoping that that helps 
you know, uh, everybody across Canada, but certainly uh, those of us in British Columbia really um, understand what, what that process is. Because I think, you know, some of us just go to that place of doing paperwork or things like that. And really the crux of advanced care planning is about conversations. Um, right. And, and the tough so, ones. But once you have them, you can feel such relief, right, Carrie? Yeah, absolutely. And again, those, um, you know, if, if you think about those, those different areas that we can talk about, I think it makes it less scary. I think it makes it less about death and dying and more about what are the things that give my life meaning um, and, and makes me happy in the things that I do so that when somebody does have to make a healthcare decision for me, they have some really good information at their fingertips. Um, so those five steps are really around thinking, right? Think about the things that matter to us um, as individuals. But then if you're um, having to make a healthcare decision on behalf of somebody else, what are the things that have given their life meaning and what matters to them? What kinds of health situations might they find difficult or would you find difficult? Um, you know, what's important to our mental health as well? And really learning, you know, some of us, not all of us, but some of us are living with some health conditions uh, currently. And so learning about those health conditions and what they might actually, you know, what decisions might I have to make down the road if I have a particular illness and really talking to your healthcare provider. And you mentioned already earlier, you know, really thinking about and deciding who would be the best person to step into that role of being my substitute decision maker. Um, you mentioned wills earlier, which I thought was, was interesting too, right? We're talking a lot these days about health planning being part of that planning, life planning cycle, right? The things that yeah. you do, you make a will, you're supposed to make a will and do a power of attorney, but deciding who would be the right person to make your healthcare decisions, who knows you well, who could honor your wishes? Sometimes our values are different than our friends and family, um, you know, and, and some, of, some of us want to go down that road of doing some legal documents. So understanding those, the, the legal areas, especially around who could speak for you and who you'd want it to be is important. But of course, that big one is about talking, right? It's about, you know, uh, talking, you know, talking about the things that matter to us, making sure people are aware. And again, just going back to what you said initially, things can happen suddenly. I, I think we, um, many of us or some of us think that, um, you know, that this is for people who are older or who can't make their own healthcare decisions. But the truth is that there are injuries that happen. There are accidents that happen. We hear about them all the time. And, and, and so sometimes somebody might be unable to make their healthcare decisions at the age of 20 for a short period of time, um, yeah. you know, because they're in a car accident or something like that. So it is important to start to talk um, when we're younger and healthier. Jody Vanson for Mike Smith, pencils sharpened, ready to make notes here. This is the moment where we all need to think about what our advanced care plan might look like. We uh, have Carrie Barenko, who's Fraser, Fraser Health Project Coordinator for Advanced Care Planning. And Carrie, prior to the break, we were talking about the brochure that I have in my hand. It's called My Voice expressing my wishes for future healthcare treatment and advanced care planning guide. And it is an exceptional guide. 
may I say that right up front, where can people find this guide, the hard copy that I'm holding that has all the documents you need in it to prepare uh, your plan? Where do people get these? Uh, Go on Google and uh, look up Ministry of Health Advanced Care Planning, and it actually comes, pops right up uh, with all of the different health authorities in there too. So it's very easily accessible on the internet. Excellent. And you were talking about the five platforms, if you will, yeah. the five things that to, to set yourself up uh, to succeed here when it comes to advanced care planning. Let's lay the groundwork. Okay. Pencils are sharpened. Number one. Yes, ready. <laughs> think. Um, I think this is a really important step, you know, to think about the things that are important to us. And again, if you're making a healthcare decision for somebody else, to think about the things that are important to that person. What matters to them? What kinds of health situations might you find difficult or might they find difficult? Uh, things like, what do you want your health care provider and the people that care for you? Uh, what do you want them to know about you? What's most important to your physical and your mental health? Um, another important step, and again, although these are five steps, you know, some people jump around and do, you know, it doesn't mean you have to start at one and go all the way through, but Number two is learn, to learn about uh, your health conditions if you have some, Um, to think about and ask about what it might look like down the road, Um, what kind of decisions might you be facing down the road with this particular illness. Um, How do you make decisions? I think that's a really important thing. Some of us make decisions by ourselves and others make it make it with our families or our friends or um, other people in our lives with those that are involved in our spiritual uh, care. You know, if you have questions about your health, that's when you talk to your health care provider, your doctor, your nurse practitioner, your nurse, your social worker. Again, really that learning piece is learning about what's going on with your health and, and asking those questions if you have some The third one is deciding, deciding who you would want to speak for you and make your healthcare decisions if you couldn't. Um, You know, again, I'm hoping that people who engage in a power of attorney, so giving somebody the appointing somebody legally to look after their money, they're they're choosing somebody who's good with money. Uh, Same thing, choosing somebody to be your healthcare decision maker if you're unable, somebody who's trustworthy, somebody who could honor your wishes. Sometimes we have people in our lives and we have different values and that's okay as long as they could honor our wishes. And and what we really suggest in this decide piece is to take time to think about that and not jump into it. Really think about that. And um, we have uh, somebody on our our team who used to say it's not a love competition. Um, Right. Yeah, right. Because we think we think that. Um, and again, yeah. in, in our in our circle of friends, we might have somebody who's really good at that money piece. Well, maybe they're best suited for that and somebody who's good in a crisis and with healthcare stuff. And maybe that's the person we think about and choose for that. And there are legal uh, laws and provincial laws in this area that is really important to know about. And again, that's what's in that My Voice Guide of the Ministries. Um, number four was to talk. Um, while we might think that our family and our friends know us well, and maybe they do, um, but have we sat down and really talked to them about what matters to us and what healthcare decisions that we would make for ourselves? So when they were in that situation where they had to make healthcare decisions on on our behalf, make sure it aligns with um, w- with the things that matter to us. If we don't talk, I'm not sure that really we know, right? Um, yeah. 
And 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 that doesn't mean that anybody's uh, bad at communicating. It just means that sometimes we don't really think about the impact of what matters to us has on our healthcare decisions. And, that and assumptions, was, right? That that one assumptions. piece there. Assumptions can be horrifyingly inaccurate. <laughs> Absolutely. Right. Yeah. yeah. I mean, the research really backs that up. And I think a lot of our personal experiences that we have within our own families and friends and communities, you know, illustrates that. And cer- certainly our professional experiences in healthcare um, talk about all of that as well. And that last piece was around record. And, you know, again, there, there certainly are the documents um, that are available to us. But, you know, some of us aren't going to do those. And that's okay. Um, you know, we might want to make a video recording of ourselves or an audio recording, or we might want to make a drawing or, um, you know, I like lists. We Maybe some of us want to make some lists and some notes uh, to make sure that, again, the people that are um, uh, here to make our healthcare decisions have something at their, in their hands or in their ears that helps them remember the things that we said. Um, so that they can follow uh, the, the wishes that we had while we were able to make those. Right. It doesn't need to be complicated. It can be as simple it as doesn't. that. We're with Carrie Barenko, Fraser Health Project Coordinator for Advanced Care Planning. Advanced Care Planning. So when I might not be able to communicate for myself to my physician what my wishes are, if I'm, let's say I'm in an accident of some sort and I'm, I'm ren- rendered incapacitated, having somebody knowing what my advanced care plan is, is vital. So Carrie, my question for you is a pretty tough one. What happens to those who don't have a plan? Is there a default? If somebody lands in hospital and does have no plan in place, is there one that is automatically activated by our healthcare system? That's a a great and interesting question. And so, you know, in an emergency situation, we're always doing things within the healthcare system to save somebody's life. Um, right. that, that's just a given out there. But, you know, if it's, if it's a situation where somebody's there and there's some health issues going on and, and it's not that emergent situation, we're trying to find out, you know, again, what matters to this person. So who knows this person well? Um, if they're unable to, to speak to us, can they tell us, um, again, what, what gives their life meaning? What, what have they been doing prior to this health event that put them in the hospital? Is there a, a community, um, you know, physician or nurse practitioner who knows them? Because, you know, sometimes we do certainly talk to our, our physicians in the community and our nurse practitioners to give us some clues as to who this person was. So, because I think we're always trying in the healthcare, to, uh, you know, in the healthcare system to make sure that the decisions that make align with who this person is. And so, mm-hmm. In terms of it, like there isn't a default plan other than in that emergency situation. But I think uh, certainly we're always out there trying to figure out who knows this person and who can tell us things about them. Um, the challenge becomes if, um, and, and often a situation is somebody has more than one adult child and everyone has sort of a different idea right. as to what to do. And then the last thing I think our parents probably wanted was for the children to not get along and and have a disagreement. So, um, you know, that's why that proactive planning, making sure that, um, you know, the the people that are in your life could, could be adult children, could be friends and families, people from your church 
or your mosque or, or, or whatever um, really knows you and can speak to who you are as a person. So then we can, as a, as a system and as clinicians and providers, then offer treatments that align with who you are and what's important to you and how you want it to live the rest of your life. Great gratitude to you, Carrie, for doing this, uh, for taking the time to explain it to us and letting people know that they can just Google Advanced Care Planning Guide and you will have the health authority pop up and you can find my voice expressing my wishes for future health care treatment. Carrie Barenko has been our guest. Thank you so much for your time today. I appreciate you. Yeah, thank you so much.